more Bulls Beat Now. Once again, here's Derek Sharp. As we wrap up the hour, we will remind you that a couple things. First of all, Thursdays normally reserved for our 2007 football classics. We're not going to have those today. We're going to replay last night's basketball, and we would put that West Virginia classic at night. We are going to play it, but after softball, which is in action against the number five team in the country. That's right. Can't kick back for a day and look back too much, although we're doing it on Bulls Beat, obviously, but... Jim Lauk will have the call for that one. And just another note, for personal reasons, I am staying back home this weekend. It was a tough decision. I really did want to go to Boca Raton with baseball, which is at FAU. But again, for personal reasons, we will not have those games broadcasted for you. Jim Lauk was already in line to do softball the next couple nights, so he will stay on as planned. I'll be at the game tonight, so say hi to me if you want to. I won't even have to call play-by-play, but because of that, we will not have the Auburn game this afternoon. We'll probably play it on Sunday because no baseball will have a wide-open Sunday for you. So, this afternoon, replaying the basketball games from last night and then live softball at 6 o'clock. And yes, after that, we will do the 2007 football game, the West Virginia victory. Now let's get to the old bat and ball sports, which had a pretty good night We'll tell you exactly how long it's been since the Bulls in these particular four sports had an undefeated night, and it certainly did not look like baseball was going to provide it. And would have been reasonable to uh, understand because they were playing, again, the number seven team in the country for a second day in a row after on Tuesday hanging with the Gators but really not being able to get enough going against their pitchers, 15 strikeouts combined, and It was just a tough thing to overcome. Well, you know that the Gators have a great rotation, and their, you know, Tuesday starters are pretty good. They finally ran out of arms, and the Bulls took advantage, but the Bulls had to do the work, and I mean a lot of it, because it was 8-3 to going into the ninth inning. This game was over. I had a little bit of fun, maybe poked a little bit of fun at the Gators' Twitter page, because when it was 6-3, to after they scored three times in the bottom of the fifth, They put out the tweet, driver's seat. Well, the car went off the road. Actually, they added two more runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. But in the ninth, again, down eight to three. Innocently enough, Drew Rutcher let off with the homer. Then Bobby Bozer, and this is one of those things that really, you know, when you're looking at homers and big hits, you don't think about. But he hit a deep fly ball to right, which should have been caught. And the right fielder just kind of tripped over himself it was a gaff of all gaffs by Ty Evans this is a Gator team that did not commit any errors in its first series and the only run the Bulls scored against them was thanks to an error on Tuesday well that one came with nobody out Marcus Brodell walks on five pitches first pitching change leads to a Travis Sankovich strikeout on three pitches so they're thinking no problems it's eight to four but then Nelson Rivera singles up the middle Strongly for 8-5. to five. And then Jackson Mayo, you want to talk about strong, hammers a three-run homer to tie the score. Unbelievable. Eric Snow walks on a full count. Here comes pitcher number three. Pablo Ruiz flies out. So maybe it's going to stay tied as we go to the bottom of the ninth. A wild pitch. And then Daniel Cantu crushes one on the ground so hard that it goes all the way to the wall. For the lead, ends up being a triple. And then just as vitally, Daniel Cantu scores on a passed ball that gave the Bulls 
a two-run cushion, which came in handy as the Gators scored in the bottom of the ninth one. Run had a runner on first base before the Bulls got the save. Actually, credited with the win was true freshman from George Jenkins High School in Lakeland, Chandler Dorsey. On the other side, of course, their head coach Kevin O'Sullivan was asked, hey, why didn't you go with Brandon Neely to close it out? Well, he said, you got to get three outs, first of all, and it's too early to go with guys, relievers, back-to-back nights. Secondly, it's not like they were tossing out nobodies. The first pitcher actually was the one that also pitched the eighth inning for Florida, Blake Purnell, who led them in appearances out of the pen, gave up the homer to Brutcher and had the bad break with the one unearned run thanks to the drop ball in right field. Then Fisher Jamison, who was 1-0 last year and held opponents to a 188 batting average, gave up two hits, walked one, three runs, and yeah, took his first loss after going 1-0 last year. Now, again, this was, in effect, the fifth game of a five-game series against all-ranked teams. So you were down to the end as far as pitching went. The Bulls went with the committee approach, and the ones in the middle, right before the eighth when the Gators got their what looked like put-away two runs, Jackson Cawthorn and Austin Newton want to give them a shout-out. Two and two-thirds combined scoreless with Cawthorn, former Memphis starter, striking out a pair. Bulls got four hits from Nelson Rivera, a big game for him. Two hits each from the B-Boys, two through four in the order, Brutcher, Bozer, and Brodell. Bulls actually took a 2-1 to lead in the top of the third inning. Rivera had an RBI single. Travis Sankovich tied it with a hit in the fifth inning, only to have the Gators score three in the bottom half. Jack Caglione, the former Plant Panther, who actually started the scoring in the first with another home run, turned out to be their only homer of the day. He had the go-ahead hit in the three-run fifth. Again, they scored two in the eighth, but you know what happened After that, the Bulls have a lot of momentum. They're actually leaving Thursday afternoon for three games in Boca Raton against a very good Florida Atlantic team. Can't forget about softball because it was up to the squad to finish off the perfect night after winning the first game with three early runs and a complete game, and that was great to see from Gabby Norrie. Her first win as a Bull was a masterpiece against FGCU. Seven innings, only needed 81 pitches, 62 for strikes, struck out 10 on a two-hitter. Emily Hanlon at the top of the order had two hits and scored a run. She had a double. Megan Piero at the bottom of the order, well, actually in the seventh spot, also had two hits. She had two hits in the opener and then really had struggled since, so it was great to see her, especially with the RBI triple. That made it 2-0 in the bottom of the second. Natalie Zwieg followed with a single through the left side, and that was all the scoring the Bulls would need and get. Then, in the next game, they were getting shut out, and they were leaving runners on base. They left the bases loaded. Looked like they were maybe going to lose one nothing, but then things changed in the sixth inning with some really well-worked, patient walk at bats. There was one out. Jordan Cadlub walked on a 3-2 and two pitch. He's still seconding, and it's one nothing. Then Camille Ortiz singles to put runners on the corners. Pinch runner comes in. That's Lauren Beavis. Then another freshman, Kathy Garcia, walks in a full count. These were not easy to take walks. These were working the count full and getting all you needed to maybe make a comeback. Bases loaded. Emily Hanlon comes up, falls behind one and two, again works the walk to tie the score. Then the Bulls get two more runs. Hallie Bryant, a sack fly, and Alexa Galligani, a freshman, singles. And the Bulls get the win and more great pitching. They win the first game 3-0 on the Nori shutout. The second game was 3-1 as it was another freshman, Jaden Martinez, going the first two and a third innings. One unearned run 
before Nettie Hill, Antoinette Hill, strikes out seven in four and two-thirds, one-hit, scoreless inning. Quite a night. A night that we haven't seen since one day to the year in 1997, February 23rd of that year. Of course, the inaugural football season would be that ensuing fall, but in that spring, baseball, softball, and both basketball teams all went undefeated. They all won on February 26, 2011, but there was a loss in there as well as softball was playing multiple games. Speaking of softball, they'll be back at it tonight merely against the fifth-ranked Clemson Tigers again. Jim Lauk will be on the call for that. Airtime at 6 o'clock. Bull speed ahead. It's going to be a big show, maybe an hour-long show that will debut tomorrow along with Bulls Beat. So we're staying busy. We love bringing it all to you, especially after a night like not many other, Wednesday, February the 22nd, 2023. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Derek Sharp.